What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today, on episode 76 of the podcast, we are talking about The House of the Devil, an early film from, I would say, director of the year, Ty West, the man behind X and Pearl. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me is the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. They're down here today because we have a guest, guys. And our guest is the wonderful Dustin of the Barron's Hideout podcast, one of my favorite podcasts right now. It's fantastic. Dustin, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you guys for having me. Um, It's always fun doing, you know, going on other people's podcasts when I don't have to worry about asking questions or bringing too many notes because I rely on you to do that. (laughs) Absolutely. That is the best thing about guesting on other people's shows. You don't have to do any of the work other than watch the movie, hopefully. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Or just be be the co-host on this show. We're just parasites. I am. I can't speak. Uh, Angela takes notes. She does work. I am a parasite. 100%. (laughs) This time. (laughs) I I (laughs) do I'm a parasite. All I have to say is I didn't say it before we started recording, but Angela, I love your shirt. And oh, Dustin, you. I love your shirt. Yours is okay, Dan. I tried to find another <laughs> one. Just tell, just tell, just tell Adam that. Pocket. Just say, I hope Adam listens to the show. So he goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, he won't listen to this. No, it's this okay. I love, I love Remember the Game. game. <laughs> it's literally the only gaming podcast I listen to is Remember the Game. So. But I love it. But The House of the Devil from 2009. Dustin, you picked this one. Because we're letting our guests pick our horror, uh, the horror films for the next however long we decide to do this for. Dustin, why did you pick this movie? And then we'll we'll go into our introduction to who you are and what you do. All right. So this movie, I actually I saw this before Joe Bob did it on on Shutter with um you know Joe Bob's Last Drive-In. Um, this was a movie I saw oof, probably about 2015. I want to say, and. I fell in love with the atmosphere so much. And I love how this movie, it sort of is a solo performance, if you really think about it. You know, Jocelyn Donahue does an amazing job. Um, and also the feel of it being 80s, but it's not, because Ty West loves to do that type of thing of, you know, kind of getting you in the um, the, the headset of um, that time period. And also being during, like, the satanic panic um, which, you know, is something that a lot of movies nowadays are kind of touching on again. Like, you got movies like Revealer that are also doing that. Um, but this is a movie that I just I just fell in love with. It, it, it feels like fall, even though it's in the winter. Um, it It's beautiful, the house and how it's lit all the time from, like, the outside. It looks, it looks amazing. And all the performances. I mean, and you have, like, a stunner cast. You know, you have, like, Dee Wallace in there. You got um, Tom Newman. I mean, like you, you um, Ullman. Sorry, no Newman. I'm sorry. You're no right. Newman. Yeah, and Newman, um, and so many other people. And this is a very early film from Ty West. It's very early. Um, he hasn't mm-hmm. really done much um, before this. And then you see him now and how much he's grown. It's just a film that I never get tired of. And I thought this would be an awesome one to talk about during Halloween. Absolutely. I mean, this is a first. This was the first time I ever saw this movie. Was this the first time for you guys too? Yes, sir. So, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome that you you brought us a movie that we, none of us had had seen yet. Uh, so it's it's I, I love going into a movie where I don't know what to expect. But before we get into our thoughts about this movie, Dustin, 
who are you and what is your show and like what do you talk about on who my are show? You? Who are I'm you? An alien. I'm an alien. Uh, I came from Mars. No, I'm just kidding. Oh um, shit! Hell yeah! So, um, <laughs> I'm a I'm one of the co-hosts um, and creator of the Barons Hideout podcast. It's only been going for about a little over a year and a half. This is it was a pandemic podcast and um i've gone through two co-hosts i'm on my second one right now mainly because my first one aaron um for anybody who has listened to it before and you guys know aaron he kind of cut off to go uh, pursue his own little passion and um get into cooking he works in a uh, in the kitchen so he does that but um our very first guest all the way from the uk dean of the dead who does hot sauces and beers and, and and a bunch of other crazy stuff um i've gotten really close to him and he's like my my brother from across the pond. And um, I was doing a podcast with him that was his own. And um, he just couldn't find time for it. He only put out three episodes in a year. <laughs> so, you know, he was working a lot. And um, so I just asked him to join to come fill up um, Aaron's spot. And he's been with us for about three months. And shit's going nuts, man. It's going crazy. We're... Uh, I introduced a new segment earlier this year before Dean hopped on, which was within the Barons, which is our interview, um, you know, series on the show. And then we also do movie reviews. So we are um, doing a lot and we're building a lot of really good friendships right now, uh, especially uh, all the people over at Screenbox. They've been super duper great to us and um, they're uh, giving us a lot of uh, push and, and helping us. And while I'm also trying to help everybody else in the podcast community like you know brett dan and angela over here at dissect that film and everybody else i really just want to share the love with everybody um i always try to push this and let people know that being in a podcast um regardless of how big you are or how small you are you need to know that there are people out there who want to be um supportive of you um and that's what i like to do is be as supportive as i can and um, I love listening to your show. And um, like I said before, I have missed a couple episodes, and I always feel bad about that. Never feel but, bad. Um, Never feel bad. <laughs> but to be just honest, in the last that, couple of weeks, we put out I, I, alone. I think we put out <laughs> six things. So I'm just like, yeah, I know it's okay. Yeah, I'm not even and, caught uh, up on our own show. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's another thing. It's like there's so much stuff coming out, and um, it's good to have all these podcasts doing these things because you have somebody that covers one thing that another one doesn't, so you can kind of go and um, you know, support everybody as much as possible. And um, it's just been a great journey. And um, after having you on early this year, Brett, and we talked about Child's Play, that was Hell super yeah. duper fun. Um, and thank you for inviting me on to talk about one of my favorite movies and um you know just kind of spread the love with the horror uh horror and podcast community absolutely you run a, a great show over there and the fact that like what you've been doing the last you know few months bringing all these these people in you know from these movies and doing these crazy interviews and i'm like holy crap it, it's just you know it's it it's more of just being proud, like to be able to know someone who's doing those things. I think it's like, holy crap, you know, I, I have the potential of doing it, but like, you know, you're yeah. doing it and you're doing a great job at it. Every single time I listen to those interviews, I mean, that's pretty much what you've been doing lately is the interviews and they've all been spectacular. Like you, like the fact that like the, none of the guests seem like they're uncomfortable. They all seem very at home with your, like they, they seem like they, like you've known them for a while, which is like insane. Like you, like I said, uh, off before we started recording, you had just interviewed the director 
and the lead star of Terrifier 2, which is like the big horror film right now. Like people are going crazy for it. And the fact like and I had listened to your interview uh, with is it what what is the what, who is the actor who plays art? David Howard Thornton. David Howard Thornton. Yeah, I listened to your interview with him before when you interviewed yeah. him kind of just yeah, earlier this year with him. Yeah. yeah and it was awesome like he's a great interview and you guys it seemed like you guys were friends and that's how it should be like it yeah. shouldn't just be that generic interview where you're asking the generic questions you're just having a conversation and that's great hopefully one day we'll be able to do that uh hey man some, like, some people on so but, i would love to help you guys out as much as possible and um as we were recording this, I also just dropped um, on Patreon our interview with um, Lauren Lavera, who is Sienna in Terrifier 2. Yeah, the final girl in Terrifier 2. Yeah, you guys are just killing it over there. I'm really proud of you guys and what you you guys have been doing. You're also a fellow uh, mass hole. You, you look yes, at, you're, I am. From my <laughs> side of town. I mean, you're yeah. a little, you're a little, you're on the opposite side of the state, but you're, we're, we're, you know, we're homies, you know? Yeah. Dan and Angela are down there in that southern state we don't need to talk about it <laughs> wow. Let's talk shit. I, I got no problems with where i'm at <laughs> i don't either i'm good nothing wrong with that good but today we're talking about house of the devil and yes, we are. <laughs> this yeah let's let's go around the room we're going to start with our guest on what they thought of the movie We'll, we'll talk about our thoughts and then we'll talk about some of the behind the scenes stuff and um, actors and budget and all that stuff that we usually do. So, Dustin, what are your thoughts after of this movie after your latest viewing? Oh, man. All right. So I don't want to go too heavily into spoilers as of right now because I want to listen to everybody else and what, what they think. Um, but I've seen this movie, I have to say, at least uh, 20 plus times. Never gets old. Never ever gets old i watch it multiple times a year not just during halloween and it always gives me that that feeling of it's spooky time regardless of what time of year it is um i just love how everything feels like a character in this movie um the house feels like a character like the outside world the cars feel like a character the food is a character with how the you know Samantha and 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 Megan kind of react to every time they eat something, they're like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't good," and also how it's all framed back in a satanic panic in the '80s, and you know all that mass hysteria that was going around of people like like, "Oh, there's religious cults everywhere," and you know there's a full moon, and um, this you know deals with night of like there's a comet, and another one of my favorite movies is Night of the Comet. And um, Mary, who plays uh, Mrs. Oldman, was actually in Night of the Comet, which um, was really, really funny, knowing that she's in another movie that deals with a comet. Um, it's just a really fun movie, and it has a great atmosphere. Some people say it's too slow. It's um, not entertaining. I, th I disagree. I think this has great pacing. Um, everybody who's in it really does a great job. Um, and really following Samantha throughout this whole journey and seeing it through her eyes and and also feeling like it going crazy, like she feels like she's going crazy, and then, you know, her being lied to and whatnot. It's just a great film. And um, for anybody who has been putting it off, I think you need to at least watch it once because I think after um, hearing what I'm saying, hopefully it will turn you to liking this film because I love it. <laughs> 
all right, Dustin, don't get offended. Dan's about to say something. And it hey, might not be, you fine. might not like it, but you know how this show works. We all have differing opinions. Hey, we all have and, our own opinions. I'm exactly. Not and this is the first time we've watched this movie. So, you know, all right, Dan. Give it to me, man. Tell us. Well, Tell us. Probably, Hit us right in the gut. You're like, hey, Danny, I'm just going to kick you in front of this truck. Real fast. <laughs> all right, let's go. All right, hit the ground running. First off, I like about like the last, uh, I like about the last 30 minutes of this movie. Okay. I, I think, incredible. I think the, the beginning is for me, as you guys know on here, like I, I'm very frugal with my time and I don't think this was a long movie. And I understand this was a lower budget film by nine. No, I'm not gonna get there. He'll say that in a minute. I won't say, but it's a lower budget film. And this movie got made, and I have never made a movie, so I'm not gonna show somebody for making a movie. But I literally felt like this first hour of the movie, outside of one really important event, was like somebody just frittering their after or afternoon away. Like it's just I think a lot of it could have been cut down for what the eventual payoff for uh, for the film was uh, i mean I, I didn't mind the characters i thought the 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 main girls the two main girls were were likable people uh I, I get that what the the motivation they had to be there it didn't feel unrealistic for her to be there um in the situation she was in uh none of that felt it but it just it just felt like a lot of like the first hour was just like dragging dragging and like it, i don't feel it's building much for me like there's all this time, and then we get to the location. And once we're at the location, it's still a little slow, but once they're there for a little bit, then it kind of there's payoff to it. But I don't want to go into too much detail for everybody else here. But um, yeah, last 30 minutes of the movie, I rather enjoyed. I like all that. I was like, okay, this shit's like, there's some stuff going on here. But just the beginning is just like, okay. Like, totally what are we doing? What are we, what are we doing, guys? And like I said, I know we all have different opinions. Like, I disagree with these guys a lot, whatever. <laughs> but it's just the beginning of the movie, I just thought was really boring for the most part. It's a little bit like just somebody going through their day to day life. And I'm like, cool, but like a little bit of that's fine, but not about an hour's worth practically. So that's what I've said. I don't know. I do recommend, like, what he said, any movie you should probably give one watch to. This was not a horrible movie, but I probably would not watch this movie again personally. Your turn. <laughs> um i i agree with dan for the most part i like the very end i almost feel like the ending was rushed like they spent all this time building up to what happened at the end and i felt like they could have cut more out at the beginning to make the ending less make it longer yeah like i wanted more killing so so instead <laughs> wanted, of, instead of having some of that some of that yeah. lull moment in the beginning kind of trim that down yeah. and then add some some more to the end of it yeah like when she when she's in the house i do like the suspense that's building that's building up because you know she's looking out the window which i i personally hate looking out windows at night because i've seen too many movies where hey there's a face you see so things I, you don't want to see yeah, or or your brain starts, you know, saying, "Hey, there's something out there." So I don't. To that part, like it always gets me. So the suspense part, building up, I I like that, but I I just felt like the ending was really, really rushed. So less less annoying roommate that has no payoff, 
more yes. in the house with yeah. creepy shit going on. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I probably would watch it again because a lot of times when I'm taking notes, there's things that I miss. Oh yeah. So if I go back and watch it, yeah. I can pick back 100%. up on that. But because there's a scene that I guess or like a, a cameo in this movie that happens that I don't remember happening. Because I think I was taking a note and I looked up and I it must have been a really quick scene because I was like because I was looking at the cast and I was like, oh, he shows up. He's in this movie. But I don't remember it, but because I was probably taking a note. That's why you always got to watch a movie at least twice, especially when we're doing movies that we're doing on the show when we're taking notes and we're constantly looking out at our notebook to take the note. And there is like that split second thing that you might miss. Yeah, that's why I try to cover for her while she's taking notes. I mean, that's nice. My my wife watched about 75% of it. She passed out for a little bit. And then she was like, yeah, it was good for the things I watched. She's we have we have a we have an almost one year old. So it's 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 hard. watching movies with her. It's, it's, it's hard. Get sleep um, when you can, dude. Exactly. And my thoughts on this movie really liked it. I really liked it. I was very surprised. Yes, it is very slow. It has a very a lot of sl- it's a very slow burn movie especially in the beginning. And I agree with Dan and Angela with the beginning. I think they could have trimmed some things down. The roommate, everything that have to do with the roommate, don't think it needed to be in there. Other than the fact that the roommate gives her like the, the message that the guy called her. Other than that, like the whole thing with her, like she goes to the, the listen, we spoil the movie, it, whatever. There's no spoiler here. She goes back to her room. <laughs> The socks on her room. The girl's getting boned. She leaves. That whole thing just could have could have been cut out. It really could have. Like everything with the roommate, other than the fact is like the roommate tells her that she got the message. Uh, I think they could have eliminated the roommate and just had Megan be be in the movie more. I think that would probably have been a better choice. Other been. than that, oh sorry, go. What were you saying? Her and Megan, Samantha and Megan, should have been roommates. Hundred percent, totally agree. And I, t- to be honest, thought it was that was what it was. Because you never see the roommate, and then you see Megan, you're like, oh, is she the roommate? And then you see the roommate, yep. like, nope, nope, that's not her. Well, when but she's I, banging on the door, she calls her Heather. Oh, I didn't. But she's not that. credited. But she's not credited as as Heather having a name. But her oh. real name is Heather. And I was oh. like, did they did they slip they up? Just, or they something? just messed, they missed in the <laughs> editing. They're like, she said a real name. Who cares? We're oh, literally well. we don't. Who cares about this character? <laughs> but um. I, I love the relationship between Megan and Sam. I I think they have a really like they actually feel like friends. Every time like every time she talks when Sam talks to Mr. Ullman, he is creepy as hell. And it's like, Sam, make a good decision in this movie. And she makes a lot of bad decisions in this movie. So many red flags that she just doesn't care about because she needs the money. The money yeah, for will, the rent. I will say about uh Olman, Mr. Olman, whatever his yep. name is. Yep. Uh, which is ironic. I had a friend in high school. I used to say at his house, his last name was Olman. So he was <laughs> so fun fact before you continue, his he was named after uh Mr. Olman from The Shining, uh the guy yes. who gives oh. Jack the job at the Overlook Hotel. So side note. Sorry. Here's what I know. No, the uh he's he's like I know we're gonna talk about this more in the movie. Olman is awkward as hell. Is like just uh-huh. completely weird as fuck. Yeah, trying to get her, but once she agrees to it, he seems pretty chill about it. 
Yeah, yeah, like, and got, to, the, got, like, and to be honest, mm. up to the end, even the last moment that those two characters are interacting, he's still like, please, like, yeah. just understand, like, this is not what we fully wanted. We just, you know, this isn't how we wanted all this to go down. He's super like trying to 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 be friendly with her, even when she, everything is just gone to shit. <laughs> So yeah, Mr. Ullman, he is creepy the whole way. So many red flags put up, but Tommy, yeah, Newman, he is very good at playing that guy. Greta Gerwig, who plays Megan in this movie, she is now a big time director. She's a big time actress. Like she is directing the new Barbie movie that's coming out next year. She did Little the newest Little Women. She did as uh, a baby, uh, uh, Lady Bird, which won some awards. She's huge now. Like this was something that she did early in her career before she was a big name. She's actually married to another director, which is pretty wild. Jocelyn Donahue, never heard of her before. She really, uh, even looking through her, her IMDb, don't know much about her. Yeah, she, she was in, I think the most notable role she was in other than this was probably Dr. Sleep, which I don't think was a very big role for. Her. I think she played, um, she, oh, she played Wendy, I think. She was the... No, 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 no. She wasn't Wendy. She played like a very small role in Doctor Sleep. Very forgettable. Yeah, I think she Lucy. was like a... She was like a drug addict. She was like the... She was a character that was in it for about 10 seconds. D. Wallace hey. shows up in this movie. Elliot's mom from E.T. She was in Cujo. Yep. Yep. Many other horror Howling. movies. The Howling, yeah, as, as you're wearing your Howling shirt, yeah. I mean, she's, she's a legend of the horror genre. Not in it for very long, which is very disappointing. <laughs> Cameo. Yeah, um, and what's you know, funny is that this movie takes place not very far from where I live. Uh, in the newspaper clipping, it says that her apartment is in West Springfield, which is actually where I have family that live there, which is only about 45 minutes from where I live. But it takes place nice. in Connecticut. Uh, which is, I think, where it takes place is only about an hour away from where I live, which is cool. And it was actually filmed in Connecticut. So it was filmed where the movie technically took place, which is really mm. cool. I just went into behind the scenes and I didn't even get my full uh, synopsis. I didn't get my full thoughts on what I thought about this movie. Yeah, I liked did. it a lot. It was very slow in the beginning. I liked it from when she gets to the house and in the relationship with Megan and the everything that happens, even though it is slow, it's it's really eerie. Every from the moment she steps in that house, even when there's nothing happening, you're just uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's what the point of this movie is, is to just make you uncomfortable even when there's nothing going on. She's sitting there doing homework for 10 seconds and you're just like, somebody's there. Somebody's watching her. There is just and every time she just explores parts of the house, you're just like, no, stop it. S stay downstairs. Just lay low and wait for him to get home and get the hell out of there. <laughs> like, yeah, and just stayed there anyways. She didn't no, have a car. What if she needed no. to leave? A lot of red flags, and Sam does not make a lot of good decisions in this movie. No, and ultimately she it made leads a lot to of poor the, choices, and it leads to unfortunate things. So that's things. my thought of this movie. I liked it. I will probably watch it again at some point. I really like the ambience, and to be honest, Ty West. I mean, with what he's done this year with X and Pearl, I, I can't wait to go through the rest of his filmography because I know uh, he's got a few more films that he did before X and Pearl. And to Andy be honest, Deeper. this was like his big his this was like his first like big film. 
and it really wasn't that big. If you look at the budget and you look at how much money this movie made, it wasn't big for him. But this movie kind of put him on the map. And even to be honest, I never heard of this movie until X and Pearl came. Like, I think when X came out and you found out about Ty West, and you're like, oh, let's look and see what he's done. And you're like, oh, these all seem pretty interesting. Never heard of him. He's he's also an actor. He's acted in a bunch of movies that aren't his. I think he was in. Um, oh, you're, you're next. next. Yeah. And funny and fun fact, if uh, Justin from Epic Film Guys is listening right now, uh, you look like a young Ty West, by the way. There, I watched an interview with Ty West and Jocelyn Donahue for this movie, and I was like, damn, that looks like Justin from Epic Film Guys. Shout out, buddy. Maybe a screen, a screen double. <laughs> yes, 100%. All right. Those are my thoughts. Let's talk a little bit behind the scenes stuff. So, of course, this was written, edited, and directed by Ty West. Doing all that heavy lifting. Yeah, oh, one yeah. man show, man. Yep. Star Jocelyn Donahue as our as our title character, Sam. Uh, Tom Noonan, legend in the horror genre as Mr. Ullman. He was in uh, Last Action Hero, which isn't technically horror, but he did play the Ripper, which is a horror character in that movie. Get the hell out of me as a kid, man. That the yeah. ending scene on the rooftop with him. Oh, forget about it. He was in. He was in. Manhunter, which is uh, the first red uh, rendition of Red Dragon, which is a Hannibal Lecter film. Oh, yeah. yeah he played yeah. the Tooth Fairy or Francis Dollarhide in that. He was Frankenstein's monster in the Monster Squad. Pretty cool. He was in Robocop 2. And he did some shows. He did Hell on Wheels for AMC and he did 12 Monkeys for Sci-Fi. Uh, not the movie, the show, of course. Yeah, he's a he's a staple in the horror genre, and he's just he's perfect because he's kind of he's been in some episodes of the X Files as well because he just he has that look to him. Uh, Mary, uh, what? How do you pronounce her last name? War enough? Is that is that That's how I say it? War enough. Okay, yeah, she plays Mrs. Ullman. Uh, as Dustin said earlier, she was in Night of the Comet, which I think was her big role. Uh, but she's done a bunch oh, yeah. of of low budget horror movies throughout her life. She did actually. She did the 1975 Death Race 2000, which have you ever seen the Jason Statham Death Race? That's the original from 1975. Okay. She also did Dick Tracy in 1990, and she did Looney Tunes back in action. I had to shout that out because Brendan Fraser, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Absolutely, hell yeah! We don't okay. talk shit about Brendan Fraser on this show. I love Brendan. We got Greta Gerwig, as we talked about before. Huge actress now and director. Uh, she played Megan, and she's fantastic in the very limited screen time she gets in this movie. Yeah, gets it the worst. We had A.J. Bowman, uh, Bowen, sorry, as Victor Ullman, who was the son, who was the creepy guy throughout this movie. And the funny thing is, so this movie is about a satanic cult. And during the satanic panic, and he went to go star in, I think, 2016 in a movie called Satanic Panic. So good on <laughs> you, buddy. Kidding. Sticking with the genre. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Keep it going. And of course, D. Wallace stars at the land, as the landlady in the beginning of this movie. And it's very disappointing that she that is. I was very excited when I saw her name in the credits and then she was in it for about three seconds. And I was yep. like, oh, but hey, she was in the movie. D. Wallace. Thank you for making that appearance. Also, Ty West, I guess this is this is the thing that I miss clearly. So Ty West makes a cameo in this movie as a teacher, 
and I missed it because I don't remember that scene where I saw a teacher. Is anybody else? Dustin, where was it? Um, the thing is, is like I've heard that too, and I've watched this movie so many times, and I always try to look for it. I don't know if it's just because I'm just not paying attention, but I haven't seen it either, <laughs> and I've right. seen this cool. a lot. So I don't know if it was like a deleted scene somewhere or wherever it may be. Um, but I always go back and try to rewatch it after I, I hear about that again because I hear it a lot. And then I don't know if I just miss it or <laughs> whatever it may be. But yeah, I just I don't recall. <laughs> All right, Ty West, until I see it, I don't believe you were in this movie. You I bet directed you it. that. It's on oh, the yeah? fucking cutting room floor. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's in there, I swear it's in there. And, and also a cameo by Lena Dunham. She is a, a writer and an actor. She is most famous for writing the show Girls on HBO, I think it was. Uh, she is the voice of the of the 911 operator. She's big into writing. I think she actually, her and her sister were advisors or producers on this movie or something like that. I don't know. 100%. I want to shout out the cinematographer of this movie because it's awesome the way they shot this. Uh, Elliot Rocket. Yeah. I don't. I, there's nothing stating of anything else he's done, but like he is awesome as the cinematographer. The way that they shot this, like a classic '80s horror movie, just fantastic. Yeah, he did X and in the Innkeepers for. Um, did he? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and sometimes they don't tell you everything. <laughs> it's all good. The music is done by Jeff Grace. Great job. Uh, I like the score very just making it eerie for you, but also the not just his score, but the introduction of certain songs in this movie, I think fit very mm -hmm. well. So shout out to them. This movie was released April 25th, 2009 at the Tribeca Film Festival, but not fully released to the United States until October 30th, 2009. It was strictly pretty much uh, on demand and they released it in limited theaters throughout the country. That's why I think uh, out of its $900,000 budget, it only made $101,000, which is insane to think about. That is such a low amount of money. But when you look at like how they put this film out, you're like, oh, well, I'm not really surprised. When you put it on I demand or you put it in theaters, very limited theaters, it's not going to make a lot of money. I can understand back then 2009 it being you know a limited release because of film but nowadays it's just ridiculous like if they did a movie like that that it just can't make it available to all everyone because it's all hard drives and digital downloads and shit at this point yeah. so but i remember back then i could understand because it's film's expensive and not everything was filmed back then but i don't know 2009 was also a crazy year for horror movies so We've already talked about one that came out in 2009 with Orphan, which was a big Ooh. hit. Uh, Jennifer's Body came out in 2009. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, which I know is probably one of the worst Halloween movies, but it still did a Are you sure decent now? job. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it, Dan. Don't spoil just it. Joking. Listen, that's all right in the past If when people listen to this. Uh, Friday, the Friday the 13th remake yep. came out in 2009. The Human yep. Centipede, The Uninvited, the Haunting in Connecticut, Drag Me to Hell. So many horror movies. The My Bloody Valentine, The Last House on the Left. So many movies 
horror movies specifically. I mean, there was, I mean, Avatar came out in 2009. So there you, there's another that one. That scary as shit. Everything oh out of the God. water. So like you look at all those movies and you know, some of those weren't great. Like, this, like there are movies that I named that aren't even remotely as good as this one that made more money than this. But it was just the fact that like, that's what you have to go up against. So that's when studios are going, okay, I feel like the only way this is going to succeed is if we just put it on demand. Like let people just watch it from home because we feel like it's not going to be worth spending the money to put it in. Cause, cause these studios have to spend the money to then put it into the theaters before it is actually shown. So they're losing. Yeah. So they'd be losing even more money. So it's just, that's just the way it works. But I feel got- it probably would have been, it probably would have flopped, which it did even in the way that it was released. Um, because it wasn't yeah, but- a known director in, no, there wasn't a lot of like, yeah, D Wallace is a well-known actress, but like, to be honest, there's a lot of people who still don't know who D Wallace is, which is so sad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta think too, this is on demand in 2009. Exactly. It's not like now. So like, that's a vastly different process. Exactly. So yeah, it, it it's understandable why it made the money it made. Ty West shot this on 16 millimeter film to make it look very late seventies, early eighties, like those classic horror movies from back in the day. Uh, the way that they do the credits is awesome. It's like everything about this movie feels very eighties. And I remember sitting down, turning this movie on. It's like, is this an old one? My wife literally was like, is this an old movie? I was like, no, this came out in 2009. She's like, Oh, looks old. And then I looked it up and I was like, Oh, well, okay. now I understand. He purposely did this. He wanted it to feel like an older movie, and I love it. I love the way that oh. the, the, the title card shows up in the opening credits and even the closing credits. Fantastic. I like I like I like the the use of sixteen millimeter and all, and all that stuff in the movie. I think that's great. And I know some of the actual cinematography, not just the the film or the way it was filmed or the the uh, projector and whatnot they used or the footage the film they used was the main thing. Sometimes they would hold on shots and stuff, and apparently this was like common in the 80s, but a lot of the movies that I watched, even from the 80s growing up, like I felt like this movie held on shots sometimes, like a really long time, sometimes. I'd like, this just seems like awkwardly long. Not, like, not even like, and like from an homage standpoint, it would like hold on a shot. I'm like, why are you still fucking holding here? Like, I know watch, it's probably... If you watch some classic horror films, not like well-known horror films from the 80s, but yeah, like lower-budget ones, that's how it was. And even Ty West and his cinematographer, they they instead of doing dolly shots to zoom in, they just zoomed in like classic yeah, where they would zoom in real yeah. close to their face. Nowadays, you would use a dolly to do that. Well, the thing is, there's another reason. It's not even just as as like uh, to make it look like an older film. Uh, and and then maybe that's it, because I've you know, I've watched a lot of older, like lesser known like horror films and stuff. But uh, it just felt like a student film. Like so bad when I was watching it. No offense, but it just felt like a student film. And this I think is, that was another one of my gripes. I mean, it this is, is early in his career. I mean, I know he had some stuff behind him. This was early, low budget. And, I mean, and I get, I, I get what he was going for, but it was just something I, I myself didn't enjoy. It's but okay. like, it's, you notice it more begin early part of the movie. It's later in the movie. It's I yeah. like it's a lot more crisp. Where it literally I mean, looks like he just took the camera and filled it himself by himself. With yeah. the actor. Yeah. yeah. I get it. 
I mean, I okay. think you guys for you know giving it a chance. You know, that's that's what that's really all about Absolutely. when you're doing shows like this, right? You, Absolutely. You always Absolutely. watch things that you're uh, not expecting to either like or just really hate. And um, mm-hmm. I like the honesty, and I feel like there's some shows that you listen to that sometimes they're afraid to be honest and others say the things they want people to say. So this is another reason why I love listening to you guys is because of how everybody has different opinions and different takes and everything, and you're not afraid to say something. Yeah, and I think absolutely. a lot of other shows need to uh, definitely note that down. Of say what you want. Who gives a fuck what anybody else says? Exactly, Dustin. Like I said, no offense. I'm glad you're here. But for anybody, any other future guests, like I'm not going to kiss your ass if I don't like. I'm not going to be a dick about it. But if I don't like the show or things I don't like, I'm going to tell you what I don't like about the movie. So, oh yeah, listen, man, that's kind of what we're here for, right? Listen, that's the point. All Dan said in our in our group chat was this movie is better than Halloween Ends, and I said, okay, good. <laughs> at least we're we're there. Well, at least we're at some point here. Yeah, have some positivity for all for all all the people who are like oh, I listened to their Halloween ends review. Those bastards. <laughs> okay, well, let, let me let me let me let me throw on something else I did not mention earlier. Is I like a few of the kills. In fact, one in mm-hmm. particular I like really fucking like how they did it. But I won't talk to him about that till we get to it. Not a lot though. No, not no, a lot. no, but it, but that's it, fine. That's fine. The, the the atmosphere of this movie, it, like I said earlier, like the thing I liked about this movie is it just makes you uncomfortable. It just makes you uncomfortable the entire time. Like when she gets to that house, from the moment she, even when Megan's still there, you're still, you're just so uncomfortable. Because I would candy. be uncomfortable legit being there. I'd be like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Why are we? I would have been Megan. Yes. When Megan leaves, it's just like, you're crazy. What do you do? I understand she needs money. She needs to make her rent, and she, you know, who's who expects the events that are going to happen in this movie? Oh God, nobody! No. But it's the red flags. Like, come on, man! Like, just let my dad give you the money for that rent. Let's not be here right now, okay? Exactly, yeah. Please, yeah, right? Go be a stripper somewhere. <laughs> I mean, hey, we need to talk listen, about that later. Sam and the movie. Girl. End of the movie. End. Okay. The same thing I like talking about in these podcasts. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, keep going. There's, Go there's not a lot of behind the scenes stuff with this movie. That was that was pretty much it. Just the 16 millimeters uh, shots, the the zooms, uh, everything was done. There was really no sets. It was all done like in like it was done in an actual house. Like everywhere is an actual location. So yeah, it's good. really cool. Uh, and uh, Tom Noonan is actually from near that area, which was pretty cool. He got to film kind of near his hometown. But yeah, it's just, this movie is just just made me uncomfortable. And I, I really want to watch it again to see if I can like, watch it without having to take notes just to kind of pay attention for the full hour and a uh, half. Another thing, yeah. hour and 35 minutes. Good job, movie. That's how movies should be. Fucking two and a half hours. Shit. Jurassic uh, I, hey, 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 I do like my longer movies sometimes. Don't get me. Don't don't. Once in a while, when they when they're good, when and they don't waste your good. fucking time. The Batman, yeah, that's like, a good uh, three hour movie. Jurassic World Dominion didn't need to be two hours and forty minutes. No, like Stop. Terrifier two, two hours and eighteen minutes, but it flies by. Trust me, that really? was supposed to be close to like three hours at one point. Yeah, they 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 cut a lot. We're gonna talk about that movie at some point. It's really good. So. Don't, don't Here's my question, real quick. Side note: Do I need to watch Terrifier one to understand no. what's happening in Terrifier two? No, and I'll okay. say that to everybody: like, you don't really need to. It picks up. Uh, it's all essentially the same day. Picks up right at the end. 
so you don't really need to know a lot. They do kind of go back and and show you some things that happened in the previous um, movie, and like, you know other characters talk about it. But no, you don't need to see the first one. But I do say you should watch it because it's on Screenbox. Screenbox, a new another another goddamn streaming service that I have to buy. Now. Hey, they I have got, a thirty day you know, free Dustin's trial. Dustin's over here recommending Shutter to me in his earlier episodes. I'm like, well, I'm gonna finally get Shutter. I got Shutter. Been watching a lot of Shutter, and then he's like, <laughs> now you gotta get stream uh, Screenbox, and I'm like, it's worth stop. it, man. I already own every goddamn streaming service in this goddamn world. You guys gotta understand, competition is good. It's very, very good. It is. It is. I will probably it's just get not good it. for my wallet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thirty day free right? trial. Is it five hey, bucks? Hey, hey. So, was it like five dollars? Uh, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a little less than than Shutter. It's yeah, bad. it's like four it's something. That's not bad. Yeah, that's a little side note there. We're gonna get back to the House of the Devil. Are you guys? <laughs> you guys want to yeah. add anything before we jump into the plot? Uh, no, I'm ready to freaking dive right in, man. Let's go. So we get a nice opening. I'm sorry. Did you guys want to say something? Did you just shake your no, head? Don't shake nervous. your head. Say no. <laughs> I, Sometimes I like I'm looking is... right at me on the camera, and I don't know why I do that. I need to stop. <laughs> why are you looking at you look at i don't else. know i hate looking oh. at myself <laughs> i wouldn't want to look at me either so. when it's just when it's just us i have you full screen so i don't have to look at us well i have three there's three people here so i know well it, when it's more too, yeah. which is annoying but we can yeah. do the brady bunch thing yeah let's <laughs> bring more people in I don't, know why I'm here. Don't know. Like I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here right now. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. Um, I was going to say, I like how this is shot in like, it's like 18 days. Yes. Yeah. Very yep. short production schedule. I mean, that's, I mean, it's an indie film. It's usually how it goes. Yeah. They're I think it's going to give you a lot of time. But I think it's cool that they but get so really much well. done in, oh, yeah, yeah, in 18 Absolutely. days. Absolutely. And I guess the house was infested with ladybugs. Yes. Yeah, oh, that. boy. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm sure you can catch bugs on the film at some point. Yeah, I, mean, I had a ladybug laying on me today. <laughs> I did too. I was like, it's oddly warm. We're like, oh, we're going to hang oh, out. We've got yeah. one. Punch that hanging around on our lights. Didn't have spots on it. I was like, oh, that's sad. So it's an omen. Oh. That's the ones that drill into your skin. Not the omen. Not Damien. <laughs> Damien, this is all for you, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait to talk about that movie someday. All right. This movie starts off with a little... Uh, Intro where it tells you about how the 80s were full of satanic cults and the satanic panic. You're like, oh boy, here we go. We know what this is about. And we get to see Dee Wallace right off the bat. You're like, yes. Saw she was in this movie and here she is looking great as always. She is a realtor selling our main character, Sam, an apartment. And this was this one of those shots that you were talking about where it like focuses on her for a little little too long where she's staring out the window one of the ones i think of is is it's a little bit later it's when she comes back to her dorm it's just like somebody said the camera at the end of the hallway and you see her come upstairs uh, okay. walk all the way up to the shot like this could have been cut down a little bit but go ahead <laughs> one thing i want to add is like this the opening shot of her of her in the house you don't see anybody and it's zooming through the house and you already feel uneasy and then yeah. you realize oh Okay, she's just meeting somebody to buy a house. Yeah. It's like, like they're already like kind of playing with you. This isn't no, supposed no. to be uneasy, but it is. Yeah. But yeah, she's staring out the window. She is being sold this apartment. And everybody seems just very nice. 
she's she's low on cash though, so she can't give her down her down deposit, which you can tell that it's in the eighties because the uh, down deposit's only three hundred dollars, yeah. meaning this yes. apartment only costs three hundred dollars a month. Can I have that? <laughs> Seriously, right can my mortgage be that? That would be great. <laughs> um. So yeah, she the and D Wallace's character. So this is how I thought this movie was going to go. So D Wallace, she's like, oh, it's fine. You don't need to give the down payment. Just make sure to. I just want the first month's rent by Monday. I thought that this was she was going to be behind some stuff. I was like, she is being really nice right now, but later on, yeah. she's going to be very evil, and then she just disappears, and you never see her again in this movie. And you're like, well, I guess not. <laughs> She comes and collects her like kidneys or something. She's like, "Have you seen Sam? She was supposed to give me my the rent check. Have you seen her? Oh yeah, she tried to. Okay, we're not gonna talk about that till the end. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so you, you get this really the way that this movie is shot. You get the whole thing where she, it's just her journey from the apartment to back to her college, where it shows the title card, House of the Devil in the yellow font, and then it shows uh, the really the classic credits where it's showing everybody who's in the movie. You know. Greta Gerwig as Megan. You're like, this is awesome. Wait, this, can't yes, wait to learn wait. about Megan. Yeah. I'm like, who's <laughs> Megan? I'm like, is this Megan? Yeah, right. it's a, she yeah, was like, the roommate, right? Megan. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, all that happens. She gets back to her dorm and her roommate's getting boned like really hard because she is moaning. Yeah, loud. she is. She's got the fucking cock sock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> I love when she walks on the door. She's like, seriously? Come on. She's like, knocks on the door and she doesn't even answer. Oh, love it. So Sam needs some money. So becoming a babysitter will do. She takes one of the little tags from the bulletin board. As soon as she she goes to the phone, she calls the the, the phone number. Just gets an uh, answering machine. She leaves a message and she literally walks away for about three seconds and the phone rings. And he gets this really creepy dude on the other end. She's like, he's just like, hey, are you are you interested? I really need someone. Could you come? Like, I'll, I'll meet you over, I, like over by some building, which is the building that she hangs out at a little later. And student affairs. Okay, I'm glad you got every detail because I pick. <laughs> no, you. That's no. I'm not saying thank you because I don't pick up on those things. So yeah, he's, he's gonna meet her outside of the building. Attitude. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just gonna push. You I am never mean to Angela. Just to you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Which I expect. Love. So yeah, so he calls. He's really creepy. He's gonna meet her. So she's like, okay, I gotta go back to. She's going back to her dorm, and then she's gonna go meet the guy. And she goes into the room and it always is that floor shot of their dorm room where it just shows how nasty the roommate side of the room is. And then when yeah. once it crosses the threshold to Sam's side, it's like completely clean. And you're like, God, this roommate's nasty. And you even get the creepy moment where she's sitting on the bed and she looks over and the boyfriend's like winking at her. And I'm like, I don't like yeah. it. Here. I don't and like it. And that's why Sam wants to get the hell out of there. Get soon the fuck as out of there. Yeah. Oh, God. Fuck you, boyfriend. Greta Gerwig is here. That's her friend, Megan. And they're having pizza at this pizzeria that really has bad pizza. And I was like, oh, the pizza doesn't look that bad. How? Maybe it's all acting because the pizza looked pretty good. It has to be. It looked really good. But but I feel it was a foreshadow for what happens later. I think that was the whole whole thing behind it because I think this 
Is this the same pizza shop that she calls? Or is it a different one? Um, uh, I think it's it's supposed to be. We'll yeah. say because it's, you know, who shows up at the door later. So it's supposed to be. Right. So, yeah, uh, Megan doesn't like the pizza. But she seems really cool. She seems like she's a really good friend to Sam. She's pretty much, you know, Sam's telling her about the fact that she needs, you know, a certain amount of money to pay her first month's rent. And, you know, she took this babysitter job thing and and Megan's just trying to help Ross. Like, I can call my dad and he can give you money. Like, you don't have to stress out about it. And she's like, no, I want to earn it on my own. I don't want to have somebody, you know, help me out with that. Her, she goes back to her room again. Her roommate sucks, to be honest. Her roommate literally is like, yeah, you had a message. I don't know when it happened. I don't know who it was, but there it is. I love the fact where she tells her it's on the desk and she's just like, where? Where is it? Because <laughs> that's me. Yeah. Somebody tells me something's somewhere and I and it's not where they say I'm I'm that guy. I'm just like, where is it? What are you talking about? It's not there. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so Sam, you know, she gets emotional. She goes to the bathroom. She cries a little bit because, uh, you know, she only has a few days before she's got to get this money. Yep. So the guy, yeah, left a message in the room. She calls him. He immediately, I love it. The another creepy thing is when the answering machine picks up and then he immediately picks up after that. And when she starts to talk into the message and he's like, Oh, Hey, sorry about that. Somebody, uh, somebody wanted the job, but they backed out last second. So this is perfect. Could you come over tonight? And she's like, sure. And I was like, this is weird, but it's because he said, Oh, I can give you a hundred dollars. And she's like, I yes. need that hundred dollars. <laughs> like, Oh no. Megan offers to give her a ride. Uh, Dan, what's the car she drives? It's, a little, it's like an old 240 coupe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Which there's a great fucking line in this movie once we get to the house, which yeah. I will say in, in a second. So she. So earlier when they're at the restaurant or the diner or whatever, or the pizzeria, they talk about the fact of like the guy doesn't call or the guy stood Sam up. So Megan's like, oh, you should go around the campus and tear down all of the flyers for the babysitter job just to fuck with them because no one will call. She's like, nah, that's yeah. that's too much. I don't want to do I don't want to be like that. Sam doesn't like the confrontation. She doesn't want to be that type of person, but Megan is. So on the way to the house, she hands her all the flyers. She's like, well, th- that no wonder why he called me. So Megan, yep. you're the cause of this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Megan asked to join at the house and she's like at first she's like no I'm just gonna do it by myself and she's like listen you don't have to give me any money just let me hang out with you and she's like fine and then we get the shot of the cemetery as they drive by and you're like oh I wonder where this is gonna go and this is when they pull into the driveway of the house and Megan goes hey yo check it Volvo safest car on the road (laughs) yeah that was their shtick hilarious sorry I forgot it's a sedan not a coupe I said it wrong trailers going here yeah because that's a sedan and then the the red one was a volt was a wagon uh, wagon yeah yeah that's the way to have it so they we meet vincent ullman mr ullman played by tom noonan he is the creepy as hell man who was on the other line Mm -hmm. and at first you're like he looks a little old to have a child Mm -hmm. because you don't know what's going on 
And he just keeps bringing the creep factor. They're like sitting on the couch and he's talking about things. He's got his cane. He's just like sitting there. And he talked And the fact that Sam talks about having Megan stay there with her. And he's kind of like, no, that's not a good idea. Hey, Sam, can I talk to you alone in the other rooms? Like, I just mm-hmm. met you, man. This is weird. I should go. But no, that's not what Sam does. <laughs> that's what I would have done. <laughs> so they go into the other room. And they talk about the fact of, like, I can only afford to pay one of you, not the both of you. And Sam's like, oh, that's not a problem. She's 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 just going to hang out. And he's like, yeah, I don't. Oh, no, she's like, no, she's going to leave. And that's when he drops the freaking ball of, oh, yeah, I don't have a kid. This is for my mother-in-law. And Sam's like, yeah, I'm I'm good. I don't think that's good. And he's like, what if I pay you more? And she's like, eh. I like how he gets up to 300 and she even she just like, no, 400. That's that's what I need. And he's like, ah, fine. That's a chunk of money in 83, dude. Yeah, it is. Times were tough for jobs in the early 80s. In the United Absol- absolutely. So I also kind of think at this point that he's um he's kind of putting on a show because obviously we know what happens at the end. Right. So obviously mm-hmm. money. Would that really matter if he was giving her that amount of money? You know exactly. what I mean? So I think exactly. Like he's acting that way to, you know, manipulate her to make her want to stay there. And that sucks. Yeah. That's that's awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. We also get the shot of Megan in the living room eating the candy in the bowl. Just because she's old bored. people candy <laughs> of the one she puts in her mouth and she doesn't like it. So she spits it out the napkin. Doesn't yeah, I was it. for certain that something was going to happen with the candy. Right. I was like, is there a razor blade in one of those? I, think I thought maybe it was drugged or something. Mm-hmm. Something else gets drugged. <laughs> yeah. So after the whole thing where Megan or would Sam finally agrees to do the job, we then cut to Megan being really upset about Sam taking the job and I was like you're a smart one Megan but you're going to make mm-hmm. a really stupid decision in about fucking 10 minutes yeah because oh yeah. she's upset she's like this is there's so many red flags here and you just all you care about is getting the money when I can literally get help you get the money like we don't you don't have to do this and she's like ah it's fine it's all I have to do is sit in this house until midnight and then you come pick me up by 1230 and I get yep. 400 bucks yep, yep. And Megan's like, whatever, just be here. Megan goes for, she pulls off into the fucking cemetery to smoke. I'm like, you can't smoke and drive? I've seen it happen many times. Not the 80s. I guess not. She pulls over into the cemetery and some random dude pops up with a lighter. And I would have been like, gotta go. And so she talks to the guy. Oh, Megan, Megan. She talks to this dude. To the point where he asks her, are you not the babysitter? And she goes, no. And he just whips out a revolver and blows her fucking face off. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I was just that moment, literally. I'm not joking. That moment made me jump out of my seat. I was like, what the? F-? I looked, my wife was actually watching. Like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. yeah. I was yeah, not. not I, at all. Holy shit. Like, oh. it's cool because you know something's going to happen. But like, that just fucking half it wasn't just a simple shot to the head it wasn't like a simple like you know like most movies where it's just like you know like in actuality if you shot someone with that gun yeah it's not gonna just explode 
Like you shoved yeah, a grenade in her mouth. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> I wrote in my notes. I said she ain't coming back at twelve thirty. No, yeah. no. <laughs> so yeah, and the and the and the guy hops in the car and kind of like guides it to wherever the hell he's going. Gets the like, cigarette. Oh, gets the cigarette from her. Oh my! Yeah. I was like, yeah. what happened? What is happening? He's just so nonchalant about it. She's like, oh. like I know she was parking there also because she didn't want to drive all the way home. But like, yeah, oh, why okay. not just stay in the driveway and just take a nap? I mean, it probably still would have happened. Uh, probably that dude was part well, at least, of the whole thing. Uh, no, I get heard, what you're saying. Heard it, you know? Yeah, Sam heard that gunshot. Yeah. <sighs> Boy, Almond thinks- So Alban, yes, fantastic. Allman gives the instructions uh, for the night, tells her about mother and, you know, that she, you know, she's old, but she can do things on her own. Just you don't have to do much unless it's an emergency. He, I like the fact that he tells her about the pizza place on the fridge and then he repeats it and he's like, oh, I already told you that, didn't I? Oh, yeah, don't, don't forget about the pizza. Yeah. Like at first you're like, oh, is he just, you know, he's an older guy. Maybe he's going through some shit and forget. I mean, I do the same thing. And then you're like, ah, some darker things are behind that statement. So after he does all this, he goes upstairs and he's like, he's getting reprimanded by somebody that you don't hear. He's just talking to somebody about the fact of like, you know, I, I did it. I made, you know, I made sure that it was, you know, it was done. She seems great all that stuff, but you don't hear who he's talking to because it's just him. Yeah. Sam meets Vivian Ullman, Mrs. Ullman, and she's just as creepy as her husband. And she does that creepy thing where she sits next to her. And she's telling her how pretty she is and all oh, the boys must love you. And she's like, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. She's like, you must be, you're too young to be in college. Well, I'm a sophomore. I've heard that before. Like, it's just a really awkward conversation. Oh, and then Mr. Allman comes back downstairs and they leave. And he reminds her once again, don't forget about the pizza. Yes. Yeah. Another thing, too, is uh, I think when um, Mr. Allman goes upstairs, he I think he's going to get his wife. And then Miss Mm. Allman comes through the downstairs. Right. And Sam's like, but he said he was getting you upstairs. So how are you? Oh, I was grabbing something from the basement so I guess another thing it's just like there's something fishy going yeah, on she was grabbing her furs she said yeah. oh I, I went down to the basement to grab one of my furs and you're like oh okay and then later you you're like oh why would yeah. you keep those in the basement yeah what it's, must, <laughs> it's musty down there yes well, it's not desert. a good place for furs yeah and cold sorry <laughs> so she after they leave she calls Megan no answer I love Megan's answering machine message. She goes, hello? Nah, yes. not there. <laughs> You're like, I, you <laughs> bitch. I, I would have fell for that too. She would, I would have been like, oh, hey, what's going on? You'd be like, ah. And you're like, I, have, I have done that. I had friends in high school that did that. And I was like, damn it. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple of, I had a couple friends that did that stuff too. And I, every single time I fell for it, I'm like, son of a bitch. I've called you a hundred <laughs> times. Why do I keep doing this? Yeah. <laughs> And I literally put calls Megan, but no answer. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The pizza guy uh, seems sus. I I was like, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Can we find somewhere else to order? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
He's like, pizza, pizza. What can I get you? Extra anchovies? She's like, nah, I'll get some pepperoni. And, and uh, she asked for a small. They don't have a small. And then it's a medium and large. She gets a medium for $8. I just bought pizza yesterday. I bought a large pizza and 12 wings. 12 wings for $36. Yeah, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, man. It is. Where Fuck did inflation. you buy pizza from? I don't know. I'm hitting Jeez. buttons over here. I'm just so angry about inflation. <laughs> Fuck inflation. <laughs> How much are pepperonis? <laughs> Everything's up. Damn. Damn it. Oh, so this is when Sam starts to explore the house. Uh, she finds the pool room, which is cool. I was like, I would have hung out in there the whole fucking night. Yep. Just shooting some pool, listening to my, my, my tunes on the Walkman. Yep. Oh, yeah. And she plays the piano. Or the organ, I guess. The harpsichord. Harpsichord. Thank you, Angela. Yes. I had to ask her what it was too. I was like, "What kind of fucking piano is that?" She's like, "It's a har- it's a harpsichord, you savage." I was like, "All right." Oh, I didn't say. <laughs> she did, she, she said like this. She said, "It's a harpsichord, Daniel." <laughs> it's a harpsichord. <laughs> yes, you gotta say it nasally. Get out of here, you fucking peasant! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go play my harpsichord, Daniel. <laughs> Please get me some mints. absolutely (laughs) what the hell oh jesus um yeah she wanders upstairs she finds uh mr ullman's office she puts on those goofy ass glasses oh yeah mr ullman's office (laughs) she puts on the 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 weird ass this was the this was that moment where you're like some people are gonna go oh man this is dragging but for me i was like this is just eerie like i'm just like there's not much going on in this for a good duration of this but i'm just so uncomfortable the whole time because i'm like why do you have to go upstairs this house yeah, is terrifying why are you just expecting going something that's the one thing is you're always expecting something oh, to be awful there, but there isn't it's so just a, think oh, oh sorry does the thing for me is like I'm watching this. I'm like, why are you going through people's shit? Leave yeah. their stuff alone. Like, don't. I'd be pissed if somebody went through my stuff. Like, what the fuck right. are you doing? You're bored. You know. Yeah. He was not I mean, doing it's, it. It's the yeah. '80s. There wasn't cell phones. There wasn't video. I mean, there was video games, but you think that these guys have an as uh, <laughs> Nintendo well, they, just hanging around? Oh no, it would have been well, Atari have, at the time. Would have been Atari. Yeah, Atari, yeah, Coleco, yeah. and television. Yeah. but they, you, you like, they don't there's no way these people have any of that. Or I would have been doing that. I mean, she could have watched TV. They had a horror special going on. And she turned, turned it, it off. off. What are you I doing? Dude, that fucking like plaque of a remote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead is on and you're turning it off. I know. And they turn on the scene where everyone is screaming too, which was great. It's the end of the movie. I was like, just might as well finish it out. Fuck yeah. There's probably something good happening after. So the only reason that that movie is used is because it was free use. Yeah, public domain. domain. Not anymore. I don't think it is anymore. No, I don't think it is anymore either. But uh, yeah, I just put in my notes that I love the way that this movie is shot. There's the moment where she opens the basement and it just zooms in on her face for like a good five seconds of her just going, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Continues on. I like the basement. Yeah, yep. I'm in a basement right now, so. So are we. Fuck you. I'm flipping off. We just all don't the go out there. The basement. We don't go or all the de- or all the demon worshippers here, <laughs> devil worshippers. Um, she puts in her Walkman, 
and we get a perfect fucking song choice. One thing leads to another, which I love the song. I grew up yes. listening to the song as a kid and to hear it yes. during this whole scene of her, you know, doing her little dancing throughout the house, which she does herself, which is great. And it's perfect. I think it's a perfect song because that's what the point is. Like one thing leads to another in this movie. It's true. For one, stop walking around this fucking house all the time. Like just sit on the couch, watch some TV until midnight and get the fuck out of there. Stop. Exactly. Right. Done that. No, anything. I got a couple hours. Oh Lord. So during this whole thing, she breaks a, va- uh, a vase or a vase or however the hell people say it. And she sweeps that up and she notices a closet. She opens up the closet. She finds a picture of, I guess the prior owners or the current owners or whoever these people are because she notices the car. And you notice it's all in a garbage bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be previous owners. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But she notices. Yeah. She notices the car though. And that's what kind of Mm -hmm. tips her into like, Hmm. Something seems yeah. fishy here. She also finds the furs. That was kind of the first thing. She sees the furs. She's like, well, she went to the basement to find these. Why are these here? And that's when she starts to get a little paranoid. She goes outside to investigate the, I guess, the car. But the car's gone because the almonds took it. Mm-hmm. She's getting super paranoid. She goes into the kitchen, grabs herself a knife. And of course, like nothing's happening. And then she goes to the bathroom and that's when she first hears the noise. I'm like, can you just at least let her take a piss? Like before all the craziness happens, like I'd be so mad. Be like of all time, you could have made a noise while I'm in the middle of a pee. Yeah. Most vulnerable, man. I can't stand. I can't stand with movies, though. Make it where I can hear people peeing. I'm like, this is unnecessary. (laughs) We don't need to hear this. (laughs) I guess that's better than somebody taking a shit and you just hear like. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like a like American Pie. Uh, <laughs> yes, like American Pie. I'm glad that was the connection we made between these two films. <laughs> oh Lord! So she goes back upstairs to investigate the noises, and that's when you get to see where she she is about to go into a room, but she ends up not going in. And then you see the other side of the room where there's a body sprawled inside of a pentagram. And then there's a bunch of other dead bodies kind of all around. You're like, ah, that must be the people who own this place. This is scary. And this is where you this is when I literally went, where's the fucking pizza guy? I feel like it's been way later than like way longer than 30 minutes. And as soon as I thought that and wrote that in my notes, the doorbell rang for the pizza. I was like, wow, perfect timing. She runs down. She opens up the door, literally rips the pizza out of the guy's hand. So she never sees the guy. She just rips the pizza out of his hand and then closes both the doors and then kind of just, you know, sits down with the pizza kind of clutched in her arms. Dude, it's going to roll. It's going to fall. And then like all your toppings. No wonder the pizza was bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Proper pizza handling etiquette, people. There's a video. We all watched it. Yeah. I don't know. So you, but then you see the guy that delivered the pizza and it's the same guy who killed Megan. You're like, Oh shit. Yeah. You're like, fuck this guy. And Megan then runs to the phone. She calls, she tries to call Megan again 
And then she tries to call the number that Mr. Ullman gave her for the venue they were going to be at. Doesn't exist. And then she calls 911 kind of out of just paranoia and then hangs up on it. And then they call back and they're like, yeah, just make this is only for emergencies. Okay. Yeah. You and know, that was, that I think you're supposed to send a car out regardless. Yeah. I guess not in the eighties. That's why. Yeah. I don't know what it was killers. like back in, um, in, in the eighties. I'm not sure. Yeah, and that's why all the serial killers were existing back then. Cause they didn't do that. <laughs> I was like, Fair enough. that's fine. So yeah, she gets a couple slices of pizza. She watches a little bit of night of the living dead. And the pizza doesn't taste good. I'm like, the pizza looks fine. But then you figure out why, and you're like, okay, that's understandable. So she throws it out. I'm like, oh, man, she gave that dude a 20 for that pizza for it to not be good. That sucks. <laughs> I guess it's, it's not her money. money. So Well, I was thinking, so it's obviously the number. The num- they provided a number for her to call for a pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So do you think the reason why they're like, hey, we only have a medium or whatever is just all the money he had on him to get a pizza and bring it there? Could be. He's like, yeah, I can only he, make yeah, like stuff. Yeah, because he would have had to buy it, right? Yeah, he would have had to buy it. But why would that matter if he got a small? He would have been able to afford a small. Maybe he's like, just in case, we'll just make sure it's a medium. Sorry, we only have a small and medium. We don't have a large. That would have been. Or he already thing. had it. Yeah, Grind up his ether tablets and put it on top. Yeah. Like, ah. I'll profit from this. Uh, so it's just a thought, dude. God, what the fuck you want from me, Parker? I, what the <laughs> fuck did I say? <laughs> no, nothing. You're good. I'm sorry, Dan. If I sound like I'm being rude, but I'm just trying to get back to the goddamn plot. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to veer off and talk about streaming services again. <laughs> Go oh, ahead, God. Awesome. So. She wanders back upstairs for some fucking reason. Stop going up there. Wasn't the noise? Does she yeah, the she noise keeps again? hearing the thumping up the there. Drain. Yeah, and you're like, oh, stop. Yeah, she hears something in the in the sink. Yeah. yeah. It's Phantoms, like, yeah. Why would it's been Affleck's in the sink. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, who gives a shit if you hear something just, in the sink? Just go sit down. Has have you What's ever it? seen? Have you ever seen it? Yeah. <laughs> Shit happens in the sink. Puts, she puts up her ear in this. Her, she puts her ear up to the sink. It's like, hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Leave streamer? Why are you in my sink? <laughs> oh, dude, my other movie. I, listen, I told you the other movie I have to suggest along those lines has something to do with sinks as well. So, so we'll get a third one. So funny. <laughs> She goes up into the bathroom and she notices there's a lot of hair in this fucking tub. Why? I don't know, but it should be. uh, I want to get the fuck out of here. And she just continues to walk towards the weird noises. Stop doing this. People make decisions. (laughs) Yes, please stop being a stupid white person. (laughs) Thank you. Please. God damn. (laughs) Oh, she goes to pull the the cord uh, for the light. And it blows like the entire house, the circus circuits for the entire house. And this is when she's like hiding in the staircase, I guess, between the basement in the first floor. I don't know where the hell she's at right now, but uh, at all the, the lights uh, go up. The attic. Oh, yeah. From the top floor. Oh, okay. 
so yeah, she's there and she starts to kind of like, I guess, have a panic attack or she's, she's starting to get a little woozy. She's about to faint and she's trying to run away because she, you get the creepy image of the door opening and then the fingers coming to kind of like, like it's going to open the door and she gets to the hallway and then passes out. And this is when you get that, like the flashing where it flashes the red moon, then it flashes uh, a, a candle. Yeah. And then it flashes Sam being tied up in the middle of a pentagram and oh, look, guess who's back? The almonds. And guess what? That creepy dude's with them because he's their son. Oh, no. Well, did we did we surmise that the pizza was drugged? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. So the reason so that she gets to that point is, so is because of the drug. Yeah. The pizza was drugged by the fucking almond son there. She notices it doesn't taste good. She tastes whatever was on it. But yeah. it was enough to. It's odd she didn't eat very much. They must have like no. really concentrated. You must have freaking doused that thing in drugs. Parmesan cheese. Like, no, it's <laughs> not Parmesan like cheese. A salt shaker. <laughs> no. Also, like, back and looking and like thinking of that pizza, those slices were huge. Yeah. That was literally For four medium? slices. Like, they were yeah. huge slices. Like, she took that knife that. and was just like, ha, 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 chopping them into slices. Like, Damn, wait a minute, so this savage. isn't delivery. This is DiGiorno's. Ew. <laughs> what Gross. the fuck? Obscure reference. So, looks like Megan was right the whole time. This was not a good place to be. And what the fuck is that thing? That fucking creature of the night. Just, uh, looks like a fucking full, it looks like a life-size bat. Just It's a female, <laughs> get it's away a female version of a hunchback. What did we say? We were talking it looks like Terrifying. the goat thing from Pan's Labyrinth. It does. The fawn. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Another movie I'd like to cover on this. Never done a whore, never done foreign film. Yeah, and yeah, then we you get the We've done a foreign film? Yeah, we did Shin Godzilla. That's right, we did. So she gets finger painting on her stomach. I'm like, that's not a good place. Did you ask her permission to finger paint on her stomach? It's weird. And somehow that impregnates her with the Antichrist. And you're like, I hate this. <laughs> this, is like, this is like finger planning with Blippy. Oh, oh no. Blippy. Exactly Blippy. Why we Imagine they hired that actor to be that character. Like, he doesn't you, tell, do it you, you, tell the, you tell the kids, you're like, guess yeah. what, guys? That's Blippy right there. Look at him. It's they, terrifying. Give him nightmares. Oh. Replaced him. <laughs> he's different. He's no. not the same guy. Did he do something wrong? No, he's having a baby. Oh, okay. That's understandable. Dude, I dude, no, I want that to happen now. You've willed this into existence. I want a petition to where the dude that plays Blippy is a serial killer, or like a, a killer movie in a horror now? movie. Please, That's please. So good. Oh Lord, or Blippy. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, oh my God, dude. So the the demon creature thing like cuts its hand to the pour the blood into the fucking skull of a deer or whatever the hell it is, and then pour it into Sam's mouth, or no? She doesn't. She like paint on her forehead beforehand. Yeah, she too? paints on yeah, her forehead. I'm like, oh it's my like god, it's like a dick, <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. What do you do with permanent marker when you're in high school yes, or college? Yes, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. wake up with a penis on his head. And uh, yeah, it's just disgusting. Like 
pouring like, oh, blood yeah. in her mouth and she's just like so trying to thick. spit it out. Oh, it's so like, thick. <laughs> so thick. Not the thick you want. Mm. Um, That's the Mr. thick everybody wants. <laughs> so she then attacks like everybody. She gets up and is able to like stand up for herself. Mr. Olman yeah. gets stabbed. Uh, the son gets a fucking thumb through the eyeball. Yeah. She's, that was really good. Yeah, yeah that was. was real good. She slips and falls in the blood and she sees Megan's non-existent face. I'm like, oh, no. and she knew exactly who it was. She's like, Megan. I'm like, yeah. how did you know it was Megan? There's no face. You're it, not so much here or here, but right here. <laughs> it was the eyes. <laughs> like, how are those still there? <laughs> oh, speaking of that, the eye, the eye gouge was really well. I thought it was really well done and convincing. It yeah. wasn't like some movies where it's like they do like, oh, you clearly tell it's like a fake eye. Like, right. Yeah. Eye. You know, it, it's it's yeah. it's done. Do you think oh. Megan's blo- Megan was just brought there for the blood, right? Like that was all she was used for. For one, she was killed a long time ago. How is she still? How is there still that much blood in her? Unreal. He's like, oh, it's a Tupperware out. We'll catch some of this shit. <laughs> he was storing in a barrel. <laughs> Probably. Well, they've got oh, a whole room full of other bodies upstairs. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. And this this fucking son, he sucks. He's a piece. Of I mean, shit, they all dude. suck, to be honest. Every yeah, uh, that's yeah. so. The, and she she ends up stabbing him, right? Yeah. He brings a gun, she... and she slits his throat. And I was like, "That's what you get for bringing a gun to a knife fight, you stupid bitch." <laughs> there, oh, look that uh, Terminator with uh, Thomas Jane. You ever seen that? Terminate? Not Terminator. Punisher. 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 Okay. Punisher. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah dude, where he's like. Shoots the knife and like gets that guy in the neck. That's what yeah. I thought of. Well, so he does hit her. He shoots her in the shoulder. Yeah. And then yeah. she gets up and slits his, that his shot, throat. Dude. Yeah, Just... It's great. Mrs. Ullman. <laughs> dis- yeah. Oh, oh. Sorry. Mrs. Ullman discovers her son. She's angry. She talks about the fact that Sam is. I mean, Sam is kind of possessed because she keeps, keeps seeing flashes of that demon thing that poured its blood in her mouth. Yeah. And. The and Mrs. Allman talks about the fact of like, you know, she, the she in some sort of weird satanic code that she's impregnated with the Antichrist, pretty much. And she talks to Satan, which I guess you look up to talk to Satan. No, 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 he's down there. Look down. Satan. Talk to Satan. Sorry. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to talk about that movie at some point soon. Uh, eventually. Um. And she just takes off her wig hairdo now looking so great no so not find, at all you find out that that's her hair that was in the tub is she going through stuff like has she got something going but on she had gray you... hair though like underneath the i don't know it was know. like little her, gray stripes. she didn't have much hair to be honest no i don't but know she's talking to satan out the door or out the window and then he gets a knife to the back and dies yeah she does all these characters are terrible Sam keeps seeing flashes of the demon and Vincent, I get somewhat chases her to the cemetery and he tries to reason with her in the cemetery. Like, listen, like everything's going to be fine. Like this was the whole point that we, we needed to have somebody for during this eclipse and you know, everything's going to be okay. Like he's trying to sound not super creepy, but he's really goddamn creepy. And she's like, well, if that's what's going to happen, I'm just going to kill myself. And it's like, you think she does. You're like, Samantha, Samantha, you drank the Kool-Aid. You're part of this now. She no! puts the gun up. Yeah, and then she puts the gun up to her hand. He's like, ah! She's like, 
and she and does her final it. words before she pulls the trigger. Like it was sugar free, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, see, she chooses to off herself, and then the next scene it goes, "Ha ha, gotcha, bitch. She ain't dead." And you're like, "How? How?" Her friend's face got it was control, because, control deleted, and her. So yeah. the reasoning behind it was the fact that it the the baby the antichrist or like satan prevented it from happening prevented her from actually dying from the injury but you get the really creepy moment she's in a coma the nurse walks up to her she's like you're gonna be okay and so will this and both of you and you're like oh no and then end end credits and you're like yep fuck i like how i like how it just ended it's like yeah over it was no yeah, yeah it's just it's just it's just over and you're like that's oh, her life now. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> now you're going to be reenacting Rosemary's baby. <laughs> I mean that very much though what this movie it, 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 I feel like Ty West drew inspiration from Rosemary's baby for this oh, movie because sure. you I mean Rosemary's baby is literally you know a woman getting impregnated by Satan which is ultimately what happens at the end so definitely mm-hmm. I also like the fact that it doesn't lead you like you just think like, oh, it's about satanic panic. And it's like, this is just going to be a crazy a group of crazy fucking zealots that are just killing people. And then, but then you actually like, it's like, there's shit actually going on. It's not that she yeah. drank the Kool-Aid. It's just like, it's actual like evil yeah. powers and shit. So, mm-hmm. right. Well, that's it. That's the house of the devil by Ty West. Do we have any final thoughts about this movie before we move on to our end of show rigmarole? Let Dustin go. Say thanks, Dustin. One thing I want to say is like every time Mr. Ullman's on screen, I feel like he really does want to do the right thing. Like he he comes off nice compared to everybody else, but I also have a feeling that maybe this family is not like really veteran in all this because they all are very clumsy. They aren't really um, putting themselves together all that well. And Mr. Ullman's stumbling over his words all the time and repeating things. Um, and the son is just out and about doing his own thing. Uh, I don't know. Just the the family, like obviously they took over the house. We saw them with, that the bodies were upstairs and and whatnot, and they got Sam where they wanted her. But it was very, it felt clumsy. I felt like they were. This is maybe like, like just on the first handful of times they've tried to do something like this. Yeah. Um, that's, how I feel. I don't know if you guys are also getting that kind of vibe, especially with Mr. Ullman, how he feels like he's very awkward, and it's mainly because he is trying to manipulate Sam to, you know, do this, but it also feels like he's not very versed in what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely I... didn't seem like they were seasoned veterans in this <laughs> ritual yeah. sacrifice. So, so, oh, go ahead, Parker. I'm so, you keep no, going. no, I'm done. Go ahead. I don't. This is fucking so negative as shit coming from me. He sounds to me like this may be his previous work, but he sounds to be like just a piece of shit, manipulative like pastor, as we reminds me of. Like, Very like, much. like, because he's trying to be nice and comforting and draw him back. He's actually a piece of shit, and or maybe like, and I agree, he does not seem as well versed in this as he should be. But I just think he's like. He's just really good at putting up a front. And I'm not saying all pastors are like this. I'm just, but he reminds me of, because I have known at least one in my existence that was a piece of shit. And he's really good at being up front with like, like nice in front of people. 
and yeah, he was he was a piece of shit. So anyhow, it just that's just the vibe that I got from him. That may not be the case. Um, but yeah, I agree. They do not seem like this is not. They're not like the A team of Satanic Ritual. We do this every year. Well, yeah. 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 All right, guys. This is the second year. Last year was a little rough. Yeah, <laughs> we're, so we're not the kinks right here. You know, we're doing our things. Yeah. yeah, you're not supposed to shoot the girl before she gets in the house. You got to wait for her to get into the fucking house. Just make sure you put at least triple the amount of drugs you put on the pizza from last year. Right. So we know mm-hmm. it's in a little bit quicker this time. And junior, so you know, Flintstones chewable vitamins are not going to knock anybody out. So it's a little <laughs> stronger than that. Oh man. Oh, yeah, well, one more thing. Oh, go ahead, Dustin. You go. Must, you're right. far more important. I just want the house. Like, that's all I want to say. I that's want the really house. Awesome house. House is terrifying awesome. House, but well, I don't want the terrifying part of it. I just want the, the, the look get, of the outside of the it, house. Angela. You get what you get. <laughs> that's true. It's true. Uh, names. I've been thinking about this. Four names for House of the Devil. Ah, that's right. Our new <laughs> segment of every show we talk about when we talk about a movie. Dan always has to find out what would be the poor names with Dan. Yeah, I have not looked at the new up. version. I'll... I don't know why I was Southern in that version. It could be different every time. I don't care. <laughs> uh, um, I was thinking about this because House of the Devil, I think it just kind of hands you the name because it could be yeah, like yeah. the house, house of the dicks, house of the dick. It could be whores of the whores of the devil, or it could just be the whores of the dick. There we go. That's all there I got. It's not clever. It's not funny, really. But that's just the names that came up. Like I was like last time. I was like, this will never work. Now I'm sure it's a porn parody of this movie out. Absolutely. I haven't googled it, but I couldn't find one for Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Before right, go we ahead. go into our end of show rigmarole here, we have a couple comments from uh, people on Twitter. We asked people's mm. thoughts. Very, uh, very kind of nothing too in detail. Mostly just people saying they love the movie. We got two peas on a pod, an amazing podcast that I listen to. Uh, they do a lot of countdown top five um, stuff on their show, and it's fantastic. Uh, dude, I am absolutely obsessed. Love this movie. And I guess he made a tribute to like Final Girls on the YouTube, which is the song from that was used in this movie. Uh, and she, the final girl from this movie, is one of the final girls he pays tribute to. So make sure to check out Gerald and his awesome show, Two Peas on a Pod, uh, on all the stream, all the podcast services. Another amazing, another great podcast that I listened to, Shocking Things, that I didn't like it the first time I saw it and really enjoyed it the second viewing. So if you go into this movie, you don't like it the first time, you always got to at least give it a second chance. Halloween ends, maybe not. But Maybe I thought we were going to stop talking about that. <laughs> nah, listen, people that already the new listen. Yardstick? Listen, people already listen to the review, so who cares if I talk about it in this? Yeah, I'm not going to go into too. D- I'm not going to say too much. Fair. Listen, people, we record the podcast before we recorded our Halloween ends review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, podcast in the woods said, "I mean, it's Ty West, so I'm going to love it. He's my favorite director working today, and I can't wait to watch X and Pearl." I know X, I think, just showed up on Prime and on Showtime, so I'll actually be able to watch it. Uh, and then Pearl, I'll wait until it, it gets on digital or whatever to, to check that out as well. But, yeah, those are 
uh, very few, very few, but I appreciate everybody who commented on uh, on the movie. Dustin, you got anything Absolutely. else you would like to, to add to this movie before we, we jump into the end? I would just say, just give it a try, you know? Um, like, Dan, I know you, you came out not liking it. Angela, you, you're kind of mixed there. Brett, you, you like it. I like it. So there's a lot of different, um, you know, opinions on this. And I just think it's fun. I really do. I love the vibes it gives off. I love how eerie it is. And yeah, the last act is, is crazy. And, um, you know, the beginning, there's a lot of build up, but I think it's there intentionally. And, and I think trimming anything down probably wouldn't have made it any better. Um, cause you really need to see Sam go through all this, um, not even heartache, just her being really annoyed and her wanting to do her own thing and be her own, woman and, and go out there and get her her own apartment so she can get out not to deal with her stupid roommate anymore that we all hate <laughs> um so i think the movie it, it's great and it's definitely you know uh ty west's first or one of his first and i was seeing him now and how he is as a you know a writer and a director and how he can uh you know really put stories together i mean come on he has a fucking trilogy out right now he has another one coming out that's taking place after X. So he's got three movies in the same universe. So he's he's out there. He's doing he's doing something right. So um, just give it a chance, um, and then go watch The Innkeepers because that's also a really good movie by Ty West. Very and cool. I'm good. <laughs> you guys got anything? Uh, yeah, look, I'll reiterate kind of what uh, Dustin said. I know it's a little, in my opinion, a little slow in the beginning. But the ending, the ending is very good. Like the last 30, 35 minutes or so. It's, it's, very, it's good. It's good. It's a very good show. Alrighty. Well, I enjoyed it. I, this, was, this was a fun watch. This was a fun movie to talk about. Um, I always get a little nervous when we, we get movies that I'm like, are we going to be able to like, like, are we going to be able to incorporate our usual like comedy into, into the episode? But I'm glad we did because there are some movies out there. I'm like, I don't know if we can cover this because it's just going to be that generic, boring plot breakdown where there's like, I feel bad about bringing in the comedic elements that we usually do every week on the show. But I'm glad we were able to do it because, listen, these are fucking yeah. things. Like, you can bring comedy to anything just as long as you respect certain things. But yeah, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Ty West, um, you know, this is an early Ty West. You know, the fact that I like this movie and this was early in Ty West's career, I'm very, I'm look, very much looking forward to watching his his other stuff. Like as you said, The Innkeepers and X and, and Pearl, and I know there's some other movies that have that he has done. Don't watch Cabin Fever too. I've heard that's terrible. Um, but uh, but I've heard great things about him, so I'm very excited and to to jump into his early work at the beginning. That's I'm, I'm cool with that. All right, guys, let's talk about what we're going to be doing next week because we're going to be because Dustin from the Burns Hideout podcast is going to be leaving us, but we're going to be bringing in another Dustin from a different podcast called the Flicks and Friends podcast where we're going to be talking about a movie called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie mm. Vernon from 2006, a mockumentary Magic. film that I have watched. Uh, I know that Dead Meat covered it on their Kill Count. Um, and I watched it. Yes, I did. I was already spoiled. I know what this movie is, but I'm still excited to actually sit down and watch this movie in full. And um, again, it's really fun to have the guests pick out the movies, especially if it's a movie I've never seen or the entire uh, panel hasn't seen. So it's very I'm very excited to bring Dustin. Another Dustin onto the show uh, to talk oh, yeah. about this movie and uh, keep talking about horror, because this, I believe, will be our final episode 
of our Spooktober, you know, series. We're still going to be talking about horror. Don't you worry. Horror is not going to be leaving just because October is going to be ending. Uh, you know, maybe we'll we'll do one more. Or we'll we'll do some more stuff. But we got a lot more guests also ahead of us, which I'm very excited. We're definitely going to bring this Dustin back onto the show again. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I mean, great job. Great job. Thank, great you, thank job. you, sir. Great job being a guest. You know, it's 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 always it's always nerve wracking bringing a guest, but with somebody who is who does it uh, as much as we do and so natural. And just to have this conversation without being, you know, having that the nerves of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And the fact that I've already done a podcast with you. So it's <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it was it was a blast having you here to talk about this movie. Uh, so thank you so much. Dustin, tell us uh, where everybody can find you in your wonderful show. All right. Um, well, you know, thank you guys for for having me on. And uh, next time, we'll make sure Dean can make it so we can get absolutely um, his amazing UK British accent on here, and we can just listen to him talk the whole time and indulge Yay. on that. That's what I do. I like listening to him talk. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can find us um everywhere on uh, Spotify, Good Pods, uh, YouTube. Um, we have Patreon where we release one day early for one dollar, um, which is our audio in video formats and also if you listen to us on spotify you can also get the audio and video formats on there if you uh if i think it's also a dollar but everywhere else uh you can listen to us on on youtube you can listen to us on spotify apple anchor anywhere where we are everywhere and um we love doing it and thank you guys for uh having me on and uh representing more um horror in the world all of uh, Dustin's links will be down in the description, of course. Dan and Angela, all your links are down in the description, too. We don't need to go into that since it's usually the same thing every week, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't forget it to is. check out our Halloween Ends review that we did earlier in the week. We haven't recorded at this moment, but it's out as Wait. soon as you start <laughs> listening to this. And uh, at some point, I'm not going to say when because usually I have them out on Thursdays, but because of my work schedule, uh, Chucky season two, episode three's review will be as soon as I can get it recorded. So it'll be hopefully before you listen to this. But if it is, if it's after, I apologize. That's the that's the thing about working overnights and the shows and show ends at ten o'clock. Can't record yeah. at work. I could. Yeah, it just won't be yeah. very good. Yeah, but yeah. Make sure to check all that stuff out. Very excited for next week to have uh, Dustin from Flicks and Friends. Uh, over here to talk about um, another film that I have never seen before. Uh, so much fun stuff. We're having a blast here. And uh, also just thank you all for all the, the wonderful, for the love that you guys show the show with all the downloads and the, the YouTube, you know, views and all that stuff. Thank you so much. It, it means the world to us. And it's the reason why we keep doing it. You know, the love that you guys share. And then of course, like people like Dustin who show all the love for the show, you know, you know, as a fellow podcaster himself and, and doing the great things he's doing over there. And also the fact that I have amazing co-hosts right down there, Dan and Angela, who take the, you know, use, you know, they, they, they use their free time to come on here and talk about movies with me. Yeah. Why? I still don't know. Cause it's, <laughs> Listen, it's fun. I talk out of my ass 99% of the time. So I'll just do it on camera. So, but it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Oh, all no, so I much. love being here. Thank you. Sir. I can't believe that we're inching closer to 80 episodes. We're like, it's, 
crazy just every every week when we announce what episode we're on. It's like, how have we how have we gotten this far? I don't understand what is going on. But until next time, everybody. Oh, actually, before we go, we're dissect that film on everything. I mean, if you're listening to us, you know where we are. Come on, YouTube, I don't even all know. the podcast services. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, all at dissect that film. That's that's where you're going to find us. But until next time, I am your host, Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. And that is our wonderful guest, Dustin of the Barons Hideout Podcast. This has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 76. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.